Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the word of God. I know many might say that, but do you believe the Bible is the word of God? We believe it's the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition, no matter what that opposition might be, is by obedience to the word of God. Nothing replaces obedience. Sacrifices don't replace obedience. Excuses certainly don't replace obedience. Everyone has an excuse. You know, there's a there's a phrase that says that it's like, um, well, maybe I won't use that phrase. But everyone has one. Everyone has one. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But listen, nothing replaces obedience to the word of God. So again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth, and ministry, I want to invite you to grow with us, uh, be blessed with us. You know, God is doing a uh, great work and you want to be someplace where God is moving, where he's doing things, where he is speaking and what I mean by speaking is that it comes through his word. You know, there are many that say, well, God told me, and they always talking about what God told them. And I just haven't read in my Bible that, that he talks that much. He's given us a name above every name. Uh, the Bible tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. But there's something else that's even greater than his name. Now, the name of Jesus was given to us for salvation. You, you read that in your Bible that uh, that the child name would be Jesus and he'll save the people from their sins. And so uh, and then Peter turns around and emphasizes this again in Acts, saying that there's no other name under heaven. No other name, no other name. So think of all the names that you can think of right now, but there is no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. So no matter what name you use, all roads do not lead to heaven. I've heard people make that statement, but they're not telling the truth. They've been misled. But there's something greater than his name. And the psalmist says that his name is highly exalted, his word, excuse me, his word is highly exalted even above his name. So if the if at the name of Jesus, every meal is going to bow, he told him to go and preach in his name, repentance, remission of sin, baptism, everything is done in his name. Uh, the Lord opened their understanding. And so they knew exactly what he meant when he said in the name of the father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. They knew that that name was, was Jesus. And so that's any place you look in the scripture, 
They all were baptizing in the name of Jesus. They didn't get it wrong. They had it right. They had it right. So if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, then you have not been baptized. You've not been baptized. You've been sprinkled with water. You may have been immersed in water. But if it was not done in Jesus, and I don't mean uh, the, the, the person that did it is standing over you saying in the in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Because what they're trying, that says that they're uncertain about what they're doing. That means that they don't know what they're doing. The Bible said, whatever we do in word or deed, and you'll find this in Colossians, do all in the name of Jesus. Now, you'll find people pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, but th that's as far as some of them will go because they don't have clarity. They don't get it. They don't get it. They have not gotten it yet. And, and so I'm going to stop right there. But I really want to emphasize the fact that his word is highly exalted above his name. Now, the Bible said his word, heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word is going to stand. His word is going to stand. But the name of Jesus that we use for salvation, read the book of Revelation. You'll find that those of us that are, are saved will have a new name. Those of us that are saved will have a new name and the name of Jesus will not exist for salvation during that time. All right, let's go on. Now we have an event coming up and I'm telling you what, 16800 about 168 days, uh, maybe less, depending on where you are before May 30th. May 31st, June 1st is, is going to be here. It's going to be here before you know it. And we're going to be celebrating this and, and magnifying the Lord. This will be a, a, a service that we're really looking for a high time in Jesus. Not looking for a time where I'm looking for deliverance. You know, I'm looking for deliverance. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, I pray that you receive it before then. But I, I'm also hoping that while you're in service that you receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, maybe you need a refreshing. The Bible said that the Lord breathed on them and told them to receive the Holy Ghost. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost more than once. And, and so you're not going to want to miss that service. You know, uh, do your best to, to be there. Uh, there's plenty of time to make arrangements to be off. You know, there's people traveling from all over the place to be at this service. Um, and, and so you, you're not going to want to miss this. Now, also, the Lord has blessed us where we are, uh, uh, where we are to help support the ministry. Um, there is anchor above dot store. And this is, you know, every ministry needs support. And I pray that and hope that you're supporting your local ministry wherever you are a member that you are supporting that ministry uh, the best of your ability uh, willing to do work and to do things that help make the load light many hands make the load lighter the lord has blessed us in with anchor above dot store if you go to our website connectingtruth.org you'll see a, a qr code there for that or you can go directly to the site anchor above dot store and and patronizing, you're supporting the ministry and you have something to show for it. 
uh, not only a spiritual blessing, uh, because the Lord told told Abraham, said, whoever bless you, I'm going to bless them. And whoever curse you, I'm going to curse them. Well, that hasn't that hasn't stopped yet because I am anointed of God. And he said that if you give a prophet a drink of water in the prophet's name, then you're going to receive the prophet's blessing. So so there is a blessing upon this, uh, just like uh, the favor of, of other um, products that people buy that are name brand. This is its own name brand, and except it is bold in the faith. It's bold in the faith. And you're going to see it on television. You're going to see it uh, through other media sources soon. And so, but you can also be the first to have it and know, and you know where it originated from. And so we solicit your prayers and support in that. And we're going into the word of God. I don't want to say that we're not going to be long because I tried to say that last week. Uh, and I, I pray and hope that you received from the word of God. And um, so uh, we're my hope and prayer is that you receive from the word of God this evening. So with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your grace, Lord God, for your mercy, allowing us to gather together again for uh, for service, to read your word, to, Lord God, to understand your word, to be blessed by your word. I ask, Lord, that you will bless each one that is tuning in, those that will be listening later, those that are because of their respective time zones, uh, Lord God, I thank you and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice at this time. Lord God, uh, we just want to give you the glory and honor. We want to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. This is a reasonable service uh, unto you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we're, we're still yet in the book of Genesis. Now, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, if, if you've been paying attention, if you've been following along, especially on Sundays, we we have traveled through at a high level. And I always say a high level because I know that that there's so much more that God can send. But we just uh, traveled through the book of Mark uh, throughout this year on Sundays. And some of you may have caught it and others may not have caught it. But you, you want to pay attention to what's going on. And the Lord is blessed and, and brought about some clarity and understanding in that area as we event go on to plow this field. Our, our hands are attached to the gospel plow. And so here it is on Wednesdays, we're on, we're in the book of Genesis. And we're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation and principal person who is the creator, the cause of all things and the cre designer mind behind everything. And so we're in the, uh, the 24th chapter of Genesis this evening, oh, 24th chapter. And we talked about the first verse of that 24th chapter on last week, uh, that I am blessed. I'm blessed. You need to know that you're blessed. Sometimes you may not feel like you're blessed, uh, you know, because of things that we deal with on a daily basis. And I, I'm a realist. Uh, I'm very transparent when it comes down to dealing with life. And dealing with things, you know, I'm not going to play uh, with, I'm not playing with stuff because this is, I have one soul and so do you. I have one life. So do you. So I don't have time to play games with, uh, with a soul saving experience. I've learned that this is not something you play with 
at an early age. This is real. This is real. This is real. And, and so I hope that you take it as real as I do and apply it. And it's also a great joy. It's also a great joy. You know, I, I was sharing with someone the other day, and we're going to go into the 24th chapter, but I was sharing the other day with someone um, about a, an angelic visitation. And I wasn't the only one that that witnessed this. But as we ended service on um, about a month ago, about a month ago, we had a, a visitation. And when this gentleman walked into the church, you could feel the peace uh, that that accompanied him. And he, he there was nothing that stood out that made him special, except the fact that you felt this this calm, this peace. And as he walked in and gave words of encouragement, and that's he said he let us know that's all he came to do, and he left, and that was it. When I asked him his name, um, I felt led to ask him his name, so I did. He told me his name, and when I looked it up, I looked it up before I even got home. I had to scroll through my phone and, and looked it up, and it meant mighty counselor, mighty counselor. And so God sent a mighty counselor to counsel us before we walked out the sanctuary and to give us words of encouragement. And, and you have to hold on to the words that God sends you, that God sends. Now, that was a experience. I don't know if that will ever happen again, but I know that it happened. And God knows it happened. And it's been recorded in history that it happened. And there are more benefits and recipients uh, uh, to be a recipient of. And I, I say that to encourage you that when God sends his word, you're going to want to embrace it because it is not just for that moment. Now, sometimes it's going to expand a season. Other times it will expand a lifetime. And then there are times that it will just be for that one moment. All right. Genesis. You've had time to turn there to 24 chapter. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, the ruler over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shall not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go into my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. I want to talk about the fact that Abraham was convinced. He is convinced that God is able. Are you convinced he's able tonight? You know, there are there are challenges that we face every day. There are things that come our way that that uh, that make us question. And I believe that the question that comes is not so much that is God is able, but it comes from our, our past experiences, our past experience with ourselves. Maybe we've fallen short of something that we were supposed to be working on or doing. And so we we equate our failures our personal failures, the failure of someone else to respond, the failure of some relationship that we had, 
And we equate that to God and say, well, he must not going to be with or must not going to or he's changed his mind. You know, we, we, we start making all these excuses about the failure um, because of our own personal relationships. And I, I want to discourage that. You know, that's something that that everyone has to work on. That's something that that now if you've overcome and you you there already, you know, uh, that's good for you. But there are those that have not overcome that. And, and so when things are not going in at a fast pace, you know, you've prayed about it and it didn't happen immediately. Then you start to wonder if your prayer was heard or you start to wonder if you're going to get an answer uh, today, tomorrow, the next few days. You know, I, I personally have been dealing with something for since uh, the middle of August and trying to connect the dots on some things um, that I've been dealing with. But I know and realize that he is able. God is able. He did it once. He can do it again. And so whatever you're dealing with, the same thing that Abraham, Abraham is dealt with. You know, I begin to think about how Abraham used to talk to the Lord and the Lord come to Abraham and say, um, Abraham, you know, look at the stars. I'm going to uh, your seed is going to be numbered as the stars. If you can number the stars, then, you know, look at the sand. You know, if you can number the sand, then your seed is going to be like And Abraham is still saying, but you haven't given me a child yet. But I, I believe if Abraham was here today, he would say, I'm convinced he is able. I'm convinced now he's able. When I didn't think it, he's able. And so the Bible tell us that, that Abraham, the Lord, was with him and blessed him in all things. And so Abraham talked to his servant and the one that had everything um, in control in his house. And he uh, asked him a question and he had him to swear. I'm going to have you to swear. And I'm going to take your hand and put it under my thigh and you're going to swear by the God of heaven and earth that thou shall not take a wife un, uh, from the daughters of Canaanites uh, where we are right now. And we're not going to do that. But you're going to go to my country and my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. Now, the word convince means something has captured your mind. Uh, it, something has captured your mind. I, I'm, I'm, my mind has been captured and I, I hope that you're saying mine too. My mind has been captured, uh, you know, because I've been captured. I've been captured by the love of God. But at the same time, I, I'm free. I'm free. And, and so there's a song that I like to sing about that, um, but not tonight. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I need to practice that. <laughs> but listen here. Has your mind been captured? Have your emotions been captured? It means that you are completely certain about something. Abraham was certain about God and his ability. Are you certain about God and his ability for you? And there, sometimes we say we're, we're assured. We, we are certain that God is going to, that he can do it. But we're also saying that, that I believe he can do it, but he's not going to do it for me. And that's not true. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna spend some time in this particular area um, 
of, of that statement right there. Yes, he's able to do it, but he, he he's not going to do it for me. Well, we're going to spend some time in that area uh, moving forward because I want you to know that he will do it for you. I want you to know that. God wants you to know that. And so the word convinced means something has captured your mind and emotions. It, it, you're persuaded. You're persuaded that he is able to do the thing that you're asking him to do. Now, there are a few things that can be that we can be certain about. We're certain about time. Time moves forward uh, in a forward direction. It doesn't go backward. We know change happens. We're constantly changing. Uh, when you go to take a bath tonight or tomorrow or when in the morning when you get up, whatever your um, routine is, you, you know, and you, you, you use soap and a towel um, and you see <laughs> in that towel, um, if you're using a white towel, you see the dry skin on the towel, you know, as you are bathing, that is change. That is change. There are things that have changed about you. You look in the mirror and you, you had um, black hair and now you have salt and pepper hair or you have platinum hair. You know, that, that's what I call it. I call it platinum. Yeah, platinum hair. And some of you dye your hair to keep it from, from anyone seeing the actual color that it is. Uh, but it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but understand. Now, some people's hair change at an early age. Um, I noticed my uncles that their hair stayed black for years for years. And, and, you know, I don't know if they were doing anything on the side, but uh, when me and my cousins, we were talking and we realized that by the time we hit our thirties, we were seeing salt and pepper. And, and so the dynamics had changed. And, and maybe that's because of the food we were eating and the supplements that we were missing that they, yeah, but listen, change happens. Change happens. You may have been able to run uh, and now you, you can still run, but you don't run as fast as you used to. You know, uh, those hamstrings are not built like they were. And, you know, by the time you do a lap, you, you grab in the back of your leg. Change happens. Things change. You're watching our children change. So we know because they're changing, we're changing too. However, God remains the same. He is so advanced, so complex. So consistent, it is beyond our comprehension. There's one scripture verse that said, if, if he erred, who would know it? So people that say God made a mistake, don't listen to them. You better watch out. How, how is it that they know God made a mistake? People be talking some trash. Yeah, they be talking crazy. Uh, can, I, can I just be a little candid for a moment? Okay, thank you. He talk, People be talking crazy. God made a mistake. He didn't know that 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 Adam and Eve was going to sin. Uh, he didn't, you know, all this stuff that people come up with because they want to seem make themselves seem like something. Remember, they are a product of sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when people are telling you and finding fault with God and His Word and stuff, remember they're a product of sin. They are themselves. And so if they are a product 
all of sin come short. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. So if they are a product of sin, how are they going to tell you what God is and is not? Except you tell them or except they tell you from uh, from his word. But the word is not going to show you an error because the Bible is clear about that. If he erred, how would you know it? So God is so complex, but yet so simple that even a fool won't err as far as saving their soul. Now, you can work on the rest of it and, and make a list of things on your own time. All right. Abraham, like so many of us, is now confident of God's sovereignty. Now, sovereignty is complete authority. Ability covers all areas of your imagination. Well, is God it? Yeah. God is so he's so awesome. He's so bomb. He don't have to lie. He ain't got a lot to get over. You know, um, we, we, we've lied. Uh, we've lied to get over, you know, in, in so many different ways, you know, in the past life of what you did. You know, you, you lied to her. You told her because you was trying to get over. You know, you, you, you lied in this because you were trying to get over and get that job. You lied, you you wanted that credit. You wanted that car. You wanted things. You wanted something. So you you fudged. You fudged it. God doesn't fudge. No, he tells the truth all the time. And, you know, I, I'm one of the things is that one, don't lie. My grandsons will tell you that 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 lying is something that their grandfather does not tolerate. That he does not talk. The kids will tell you uh, that don't because he don't tolerate lying. Don't tolerate lying. God does not tolerate lying. The Bible says that a liar will not tarry in his sight. So those that, you know, so many, we have, again, we have all this stuff that, that have been fudged, that uh, what people are going to do when they stand in the presence of God, you don't have to change. You don't have to change your lifestyle to be in his presence. You can come as you are and you can stay that way and you're going to go to heaven, but they don't know that heaven and earth is going to pass away. So they can go there. I'm not going to where they're going. Listen here. What it does not cover is the power of one's willingness. God does not uh, take control of your will. His sovereignty does not force you to do anything. Now, God will show you everything that is right and everything that is wrong uh, of what you need to know. He doesn't overwhelm us with everything, but he shows enough to, to persuade us that, look, if you really want to make that decision here, you're going to make a well-informed decision. Here's the pros and cons. All right. But he's not going to make you or force you to do anything. Now, God gave us a free will. He gave us a free will. And so you have to be willing to do what is right, just like you are willing to do what's wrong. Now, Genesis 1 and two says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, he created them. So he created them. They have free will. God has free will. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. For those that think that mercy lasts forever, uh, there, there's a scripture that says that he will have mercy on whomever he want to have mercy. So it doesn't, you better be careful about that. You better be careful about that. And then read Acts, excuse me, read uh, I believe it's um, Ro uh, Romans. 
I believe it is Romans 6 and 1. I'm flipping to that right now. Um, but there is a scripture also, Romans, that tells us that mercy is not forever. No, no, mm-mm. No, it is not forever. People think that, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Romans 6 and 1. Yeah, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. How shall we continue that are dead to sin live any longer therein? All right. So, free will. And then Genesis 2, 15, 17 said, And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree, of every tree, thou mayest eat freely. So see, of every tree, you got free will. Of every tree, every tree. Now, there was, there was a lot of trees in the garden. Look at that tree over there. That tree had plump delicious fruit on it you know and the bible doesn't start naming fruits um in genesis as people have turned around and named you know and matter of fact i had an apple um for dinner after for dessert after i had a bowl of noodles that i that was desiring to eat um and that wasn't sin you have people that got this foolishness that you know if i eat an apple you know apple is sin no, the Bible said that it didn't say nothing about uh, what fruit or anything. It could have been a kumquat for all you know. Listen, or it could have been something else, a piece of fruit that you've never heard of. It could have been a coconut, you know, whatever. But listen, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, so free will, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So at least we know the tree of the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it. Now, that's the only thing that you was told. Look, don't mess with that. Don't mess with it. I'm, I'm warning you. I'm, I'm letting you know. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. If you eat of that tree, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to be disconnected from the life source who is God. In him was light and that light was the life of man. First chapter of John. There was a choice to eat from sources in the garden. There was trees, but he took up on his own free will. There is still a choice to eat from resources that God has sent. Through his word. What are you choosing to do? Revelation 22 and 17 says in the spirit and the bride says, come and let him that hears say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. So it is whoever will. It is a willingness. And it's not a willingness um, like afterwards, you know, people go to jail and while they're in jail, uh, all of a sudden they will change that I'm going to be good for the rest of my life. I'm going to be good for the rest of this year. I'm going to be good for the rest of the month, for the next day or two. I'm going to be good because I want out of this. That, that is not the will that God is looking for. It, it's a long-term commitment. And it, it's a long-term commitment because you are convinced that God is able, that he's able to fulfill his word in your life. Now, if you've been listening, you've been following along by now, you, you know that I have said that 
Uh, there is something about you. There's something written about you. There is something that has been said about you that God has in his mind, in his heart, in the word. There's something written about you. This lifestyle is a free will occupancy. We're occupying it by free will. As you already know, life is a temporary assignment filled with swift transition, meaning that changes happen. Uh, you know, you, you change happened quickly. Now, let me remind you of something extremely important. We are navigating through the book of Genesis to understand God and the reaction of man then, the action of, of man toward God then, and the reaction of people today. Uh, those people being yourself. We're not, we're not worried about politicians. We're not worried about community servants. We're not kind of worried about supervisors on the job or nothing like that. No, how is your reaction to God? That's the important thing that you need to be concerned about. People are going to do what they're going to do. You have no control over what others do. You have control over what you do. So do you boo and serve God? Serve God. Now, we're still somewhat, uh, we, are, we are still in the Bible days. There are so many people that believe that this book is old. Well, at least not the one in my hand right now because I just bought it a couple of months ago. So it's still new. The pages are still sticking. But listen, people think the Bible days are gone. We are in the Bible days. Now this this may be a little hard for some to digest, but uh, it's it's December 13th, 2023. And Pastor Carl Henderson is telling you that we are still in the Bible days. We are. The study of eschatology, eschatology is the, is the theology concerning death, judgment, final destiny of the soul and mankind. We haven't even gotten there yet. We haven't even arrived to that yet. The whole thing about being, being in church, the house of God, um, well, we're, we're told together, God said, do it. He said, do it. Yes, he did. He did. And so anyone that tells you um, not to, um, again, I, I'm telling you, people are going to be surprised uh, about what the word of God has to say. Now, the word here, here's the interesting thing about God is that he does not strip a person from their rank. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't strip a person of their rank, their ability, their authority, their power. Neither did he strip Lucifer. Lucifer is the prince of the air. Lucifer is still considered a God, little G. Not big G, not sovereign. But and then demons, fallen angels. I still have power. You need to understand this. And so what do you I'm equating that to the fact that when you see someone on TikTok, you see someone on YouTube, you see someone on on the word channel and or you see someone uh, someplace else. And they look highly anointed and, uh, you know, and they're shimmering and shaking and all of this stuff that they do. 
it doesn't mean that they don't have any power or authority. It doesn't mean that they're right either. The Bible tells us this. Now, remember, we're talking about the fact that that uh, that we have to we, we're in the Bible days. We're here. And, and one of the things that the Lord said is that they're going to come and they're going to say, uh, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We'll take authority and power to do that. We prophesied in your name. That meant that they that was authority. That was power to do that. But we healed in your name. That was authority and power to do that. That was all permissive. But then he says, depart from me. I don't know you. Okay, so so they were not stripped of their rank serial number and all that kind of stuff, you know, as they quote in the movies. But listen here. I want to this when we talk about eschatology, we talk about the death, judgment, and final destiny of the soul and man. You need to understand something that you need to live with confidence. You need to be completely convinced that God is able. Now, it is because we are convinced that he is able that we operate differently. That means that we operate in under the authority and the power of God and we live a sanctified life. We live a sanctified life. So after after you finish preaching to others, Paul said, after I finish preaching to others, I don't want to be a castaway. So I'm going to live this life. I'm going to crucify this flesh daily. I'm going to put myself in check. When I feel like I, I'm not there where I'm supposed to be at, I'm going to at re reposition myself. And, and that is a, a daily thing. We reposition ourselves so that we line up with the word of God. Now, we're, here it is, December 13, 2023. We are in the Bible days. We're in the Bible days. The books have not been open yet and neither have they been closed. We're in the Bible days. So if anyone tell you that this book is antiquated, that it is outdated, they don't know. They don't know because someone has misled them. And the Bible said, believe a lie and be damned. You don't want to believe a lie. That's why I encourage you, get in the word of God. Ask questions. One of the biggest things they'll tell you at COG, Cornerstone of Grace, they will tell you that I'm always asking you, is there something that you want to ask? Is there something that you heard that you did not understand? Do you need clarity? Ask questions. If you are going, if you... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, as you as you are making your way to the church house to be there at nine o'clock and you have a question, write it down. Man, well, we don't do much writing today. Click your voice recorder on your phone and ask the question on your phone so that you can have it with you. You need to know. You need to know. So here we are. In Bible days, yes, we are fulfilling what God has spoken to Abraham. Now, the tip of the iceberg, Ephesians 3, 2, 7. If you have heard of the dispensation of grace, and that's where we are right now, we are in the dispensation of grace. We are in a position that Daniel did not see, but yet he spoke about uh, the Lord he spoke about the coming of the Lord. He spoke about the Antichrist. He spoke about the mountain, uh, the rock that came and, and knocked down the and, and, and set everything in order and expanded, uh, the kingdom expanded. But what Daniel did not see was the dispensation of grace. And that's where we are. 
We're in the dispensation of grace. We're in a window of time called grace. And so the Bible tells us, if you have heard of the dispensation of grace, now there are multiple dispensations, uh, multiple dispensations that exist. And, uh, you know, when you first start off in the book of, of Genesis, you're dealing with the dispensation of innocence. And I'm not going to go through all of that. Um, that information is really at your fingertips. And so we are in the dispensation of grace, waiting for the coming of the Lord. And while we're waiting, we are recipients. How that by the revelation he made known unto me, the mystery, this is Paul testified, as I write, as I wrote few uh, afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is written, and is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore, I made a minister uh, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by effectual working of his power. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, here we go. It is during this time that each of us are, are given, are being offered opportunity and the benefits of the blessing. And so in this dispensation of grace, uh, we as Gentiles, Abraham was a Gentile too. We as Gentiles, uh, and, and he was promised that he would be a great nation. And, and so God took a Gentile and, and, and from his seed created a great nation from it. And we are all recipients of what God did. And so here it is in Galatians. The third chapter, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or added thereto. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He saith not, and to seeds as many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So we are all recipients of the blessing that came from the bosom of Abraham. God set this up. He set this up in motion for us to be. Now, there's a lot of history that we don't are not exposed to. And I was having a conversation with someone last night about history. Now, I get excited when we go to talk about history because they don't want you to know some things when it come down to history. You know, the heater. Uh, here's kind of cooling here in Southern California and the heater just kicked on. Um, but, you know, there is a woman that actually created the patent and created the central heating unit that pushes heat throughout homes. And that's history that, that they don't want you to know. Just like there's history in the word of God that people don't want you to know. They want, we are so mixed up and things and the enemy wants to convolute and substitute and um, and add more water to the Kool-Aid than what's supposed to be added in order to dilute it so that you don't get the real flavor of what God is saying. I want you to have the real what God is saying. You need to have the full taste of what God is saying. And so here we are. This portion of Genesis takes us into the life of the promised seed, Isaac. 
as we get into the 24th chapter, we're going into the promise seed. We're going into his life. And so Abraham uh, tells his oldest servant that it has control over everything. Abraham tells him, uh, now Abraham is, is, this servant is faithful. And no doubt in my mind, he was faithful uh, because Abraham was about to entrust him with something regarding Isaac. Now this servant was entrusted with financial material and other resources belonging to Abraham. And now Abraham is, is telling him, I want you to go and find um, a wife for my son. And I don't want, don't, don't go over there to the Canaanites. Nope, don't go over there to them. Uh, but I want you to go over here to my kinfolks, to my bloodline and find someone for him. Now, remember, Abraham's servants have been circumcised. God said, and if any of those servants didn't want to be circumcised, you out, you out the picture. Adios, amigos. He commanded his, the Lord gave this compliment to Abraham that he would uh, command his house to follow him. Do you command your house to follow you? Or do you tell everyone in your house, you pay the rent, you pay the bills, they are, are children and you give them free will. You, you let them know that you don't have to. That's not what God said. Now, your children should respect you enough to, to at least, uh, they obey you to go to school. It's not, it's, my God, hello, somebody. They should obey you enough to go to church too. They go to service. And preachers, ministers, everybody that, that you know the children are coming, you know teens are coming, be prepared for them. Listen, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken. So there are some promises that, that could be hindered if you are not following the word of God and commanding your house, now there's a way to lead your family. And I didn't say pick it, pick the word of God up and beat them like a hammer. You know, you take your husband a cup of coffee and it has a, and, and you've, you've, you've frothed it and it has a cross on it, you know, or you take her something breakfast in bed or, or you make her a bowl of oatmeal or whatever you guys are having. You know, you give her a fortune cookie and it has a scripture inside of it. No, no don't do all that stuff. Don't, don't do that. Be an example. Be a leader. You you lead better with kindness than you do with being a, a taskmaster, as, as we have all experienced at one time or another, to our dislike. And so there's a way to lead everybody. Now, Abraham, servants, followed him. He set a standard and they respected the standard. And so it's interesting to note that he put his hand under his thigh. Now the thigh, uh, uh, the body is used in this promise. Now you or your child may have uh, did a pinky promise. You know, I've done pinky promises and or you know, across your heart and hope to die. We don't do that no more. Uh, even though we were not being real, nobody was hoping to die or nothing like that. But this was very real as far as a promise, man. You promise, man. You cross your heart, man. You promise, man. You did a pinky, you know. You know the thigh is joined to the torso, um, you know, physically, it's a ball socket, hip joint, and the lower leg, um, hinge joint to the knee. 
you know, the word thigh is, is that thick, you know, we think about the thigh, we think about that thick, farty, uh, fat part of the leg, you know, it's only fat if you're not exercising, you know, if you're doing something, if you're riding bicycles, walking stairs, uh, <laughs> chalking or something, then, okay, then you don't have the layers, you have muscle. Uh, so there is a difference there. And, you know, remember I talked about change earlier, you know, things do change when we stop, when we stop moving, things change. I want to say we become more liquefied, (laughs) but listen here, change, change. It don't have to be that, that it is, um, (laughs) that it's not as firm. It could still be firm. And so, you know, and there's something about growing old together or going older together that you go from that um, body that you once had and you and your spouse complement each other. You know, you go from one shape to another shape, but you still love each other. And as you grow older together and you watch each other change, what you remember is the good times and how you taking care of one another. All right, let's go. In the Bible, the thigh is very intimate part of the body, too. It's considered to be part of the reproduction system. Okay, in the book of Numbers, judgment, I I don't want to go too far into this, but but when uh, a man thought his wife was unfaithful, they would take uh, the woman would take an offering um, to the minister. And this woman had to, you know, I had to think about this because if she was unfaithful and she's going, she's trying to let's say she was trying to lie her way out of it. Let's put it that way. So she takes the offering and she goes to the, the minister and he um, boils it. Or he does something to the offering and it, it liquefies it and he has her to drink it. And if she is actually wrong, if she was actually unfaithful, it will cause her belly to swell. And no, 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 no. Because you see someone with a swollen belly, male or female, it don't mean they did something wrong. We, we just eat too much of stuff that we should not be eating. But this is talking about those that drink what the minister gave them. And then it says her thigh shall rot and a curse among the people. So then, so then, you know, that swollen belly, that swellingness and the thighs rotting is, is indication of what's going on beneath the waist. All right. And so that's how there is a connection to the thigh, you know, um, the crossing of the legs, the, the losing, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, miscarriages, stuff like that, you know, and then we, we, we going to stop right there. I'm not even going to go any further, uh, to make some statements that the mothers, the mothers in the churches that should be talking and teaching the young women about that has to deal with the ties. All right. The entire body is an instrument to be used for lots of enjoyment. That includes the thighs, husband and wives, male and female, service in this in this present world and the world to come so don't mistreat your bodies don't mistreat your bodies and i will swear thee by the lord the god of heaven and the god of the earth that thou mayest shall not take a wife of a son of the daughters of cana whom i dwell but thou shalt go into the country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son isaac this is the promise that he has his servant to make unto him. Follow my words, follow what I'm saying and do what I'm asking you to do. You know, that's what God is saying. 
follow my word. Do what I'm asking you to do. And when your flesh flare up and try to not uh, follow what God is saying, try not to do what God is asking to be done, put it in check. All of us have to do it. All of us have to do it. Even Christ, when he was in the Garden of Eden, not the Garden of Eden, but as he was praying and said, and said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from my hand. Then nonetheless, you know, he went on through, he followed through it. The flesh, our flesh will fight against us. It doesn't mean it has to have the victory. Pastor Carl deals with things daily, just like you do. I deal with things in business. I deal with things in counseling. I deal with things even when I'm just sitting there trying to watch Star Trek. All right. And things cross your mind. Things bother you. And you, you're you saying, Lord, um, help. Lord, this is your word. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to have complete confidence in what God is saying. You're going to have complete confidence in his ability, not your own ability. Our ability is so unstable. We are so limited. We fluctuate so much. But when you grab hold to what God is saying, it gives you the stability that you need. It gives you the tenacity that is required to make it through the next day few minutes, through the next hour, through the next day, through the night, however long it you're in, whatever you're dealing with, I'm convinced that he is able. Are you convinced tonight that God is able? I hope you are. And I hope something has been said in this uh, exhortation that will help you, encourage you to know how great God is and keeping his word. We are in these Bible days, not the days that we're just reading about, but the days that God said would come. We're there. We're there in those days. And God is there with us. He's here right now with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your kindness and grace, for blessing us, Lord God, to the, for this time. We're convinced Lord God, that's why we have opened our Bibles up. We've opened our hearts up. We've opened our mind and spirits, Lord God, to receiving of your word. Lord God, we are thankful. We are grateful, Lord Jesus, that you have revealed yourself unto us. We know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're with us and that you're able. We're convinced in your ability. Lord God, we don't have the ability that you have and we rely on you and we thank you. We thank you for blessing us to, to, to know you and who you are. Lord God, we love you for who you are. You're sovereign in our lives. You saved our souls. Lord God, you have made provision for us. And we thank you. I ask that you would bless anyone that's under the sound of my voice that may be feeling sick. Lord God, you know the financial needs of, of each individual, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know the relationships that they're in, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know you know, the, the unspoken request that is on their heart right now is to pray and ask that you bless them, that, that Lord God, 
whatever the requests are that it lines up with your will so that you can bring it to pass. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, if there's anyone that needs to be restored, that have been slow, have whatever reason discouraged and have not been to service, Lord God, I ask that you would bless them. Stir their hearts up, Lord God. Encourage them. Lord, I pray for those that are faithful, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord God, let our words be seasoned with grace. Lord God, help us not to say anything that is discouraging or offensive to anyone. Lord God, but help us to help our brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable on our sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.